Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of a Video Arcade and today we're going to talk about the year 1989. Hello Welcome, I'm your host Joel McLaughlin, and today we're going to talk about the year 1989 here on Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade from the 80s Arcade Studio here in Grove City, Ohio. Welcome, and uh, sorry I was late this week, but uh, that is the break, so I'm going to get the show out uh, Sunday night, so let's go and talk about 1989. Okay, so uh, as always, I want to remind you here that uh, we are a U.S. centric show because I'm not going to talk about like uh, the Wikipedia page for this, which is usually where I get my information for this. Um, it is on, um, well, of course, on Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> but it has uh, both statistics for J Japan, United States, and sometimes the United Kingdom and other countries as well. But we are in the U.S., and that's what I'm going to talk about. So, um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for uh, uh, interacting on the uh, webpage. Uh, I've got some actually cool stuff here that we're going to talk about. I'll talk about this after we get through the topic near the end of the show. But let's go ahead and talk about the highest grossing arcade games in 1989. Uh, there's no real order uh, this time. Uh, but we'll just go ahead and talk about them. Um so here we go. Uh, John Elway's quarterback. Now uh, that one was, uh, you know, this is now starting towards the end of the 80s. Uh, they started doing video games uh, that had uh, basically tie-ins to either famous athletes or um, other things of that nature. So uh, this is John Elway-themed uh, football game. Didn't really play this one too much. Uh, it really wasn't that creative game. So, and this is in dedicated arcade cabinet category. Uh, the next is Super Off Road. Uh, Super Off Road. Uh, this was a. I don't know if this is a sequel from the Ivan Stewart version or if this is just a. Is very similar the Ivan Stewart game. Actually, it is the Ivan Stewart game. This is Ivan, Ivan Iron Man Stewart's Super Off-Road. It's an arcade video game released in 1989 by the Leland Corporation. So, yeah, so th this, basically, you drove this little, what looked like an RC truck around the track. Um, I love this game because it had a lot of different formats. Uh, the ones I remember was either, uh, there was a stand-up version that had the three or four, I think four steering wheels, so you can race your friends. And the nice thing was is is um it really kept people going through the uh through the game. So it was it's kinda kinda awesome. Uh you could a as you were uh playing somebody else can grab one of the steering wheels and jump right in and get in the next race. So it's really great game. Uh, Operation Thunderbolt is the next in the list. Uh, Operation Thunderbolt, um 
It's by Taito. It very it looks similar to an Ikari Warrior style game. I don't remember playing this game. Um, you know, there's a lot of video games. It's not one I I remember playing all that much. So, Operation Thunderbolt. Then next is Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. It's a sequel in the Bad New Bad Dudes series uh, from Data East. The plot starts in Washington, D.C., where President Ronnie, based on Ronald Reagan, has been abducted by, abduct, abducted by the evil dragon ninja. Uh, game's intro begins with the following introduction. Rampant ninja-related crimes these days. White House is not the exception. The Secret Service agent speaks to the titular bad dudes, two street small smart brawlers named Blade and Striker. President Ronnie has been kidnapped by the ninjas. Are you bad enough to... A bad enough dude to rescue Ronnie. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but, again, just a sequel to Bad Dude series. Very similar to the original Bad Dude game. Alright. Uh, then, of course, the number one was Double Dragon. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about Double Dragon last time. Uh, but, basically, it had Ken and... Uh, I think it was Ken. Uh, and... um. Oh, I'm sorry. Billy Lee or his twin brother Jimmy. That's right. Uh, I I always want to say Ken and Ryu because it just kind of reminded me of the Street Fighter series, which uh, you know didn't really gain in popularity until probably in the mid '90s. So anyway, that is all the arcade dedicated arc arcade cabinets, um, conversion kits. A Cabal, uh, very similar. It looks like a very similar to Ikari Warriors kind of game. Uh, and it supported several systems. Not a super huge popular game. Uh, I don't remember that one all that much. Uh, Tetris, uh, which was... I did not know they actually brought uh, this out in an arcade cabinet. But according to this, they did. And it was in uh, top sales in 1989. Uh, but, uh, you know, everyone knows what Tetris is. It was originally the game by Alexei Petyanov, I think it is, a Russian uh, uh, computer programmer. And uh, it's one of the very few games that we actually know about um, that came from the USSR. All right. So that was Tetris. The next one is Shinobi. Uh, Shinobi, um, very, very pop. I think Shinobi for me was more popular in uh, the home systems, uh, which of course had several ports, uh, namely the Sega Master System and home computers, PC Engine, and Nintendo Entertainment System, so on and so forth. Basically, you were a ninja, and it was a side scrolling ninja fighting game. Pretty cool. Uh, and that also comes into play here with the Next one in the list, which is Ninja Gaiden, which is, uh, again, it's a side-scrolling uh, game where you're you're playing the role of a ninja. Uh, pretty interesting game. Um, one that was, had a fair amount of po popularity, just the same as Shinobi. It had several ports uh, to home systems, uh, but that was Ninja Gaiden. All right. And then uh, <laughs> number one conversion kit, which uh, kind of surprising to me, is Capcom Bowling. Uh <laughs> So essentially, you had a uh, a trackball that was your bowling ball, but you just spun the trackball to throw your uh, throw your ball down the lane. Um, 
was released in 1988, uh, but uh, definitely was a huge, uh, well, it was number one in the AMOA uh, highest grossing arcade games. So that was the highest grossing arcade games. Arcade games. Let's talk about uh, the home video game segments. Uh, so let's go ahead and look in the United States. Uh, gosh, 89, the top selling one in all home consoles was Tetris on the Game Boy. Uh, and this is probably the my m- biggest and longest memory of playing Tetris was that what I had a Game Boy, the original pea green uh, Game Boy. And uh, Tetris was the packing game. So December, September, and August, according to um wherever the wikipedia article got this information uh my information here is only as good as wikipedia unfortunately so uh but um but definitely tetris was definitely the top video game in all of, of consoles followed up by um super mario brothers 2 which uh, we already talked a little bit about that in the american version of this was actually a a port of Doku Doku Panic, and where they basically replaced all the characters in Doku Doku Panic, and plopped them in, plopped in Mario, and so on and so forth. So, um, again, that was on the NES. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and go into the break. Before I go into the break, I do want to thank my friend Rob Fott, living in the '80s. He's back. Uh, this week's episode was on uh, bullies. In 80s movies with our uh, good uh, bully character Johnny Lawrence winning the poll, and uh, and uh, of course lots of good stuff, lots of good fun. It's a great show. If you like 80s video games uh, in the 80s in general, you'll like this show. And then also chewing the fat, uh, chewing the fat by my good friend Big J Jason Pitesmeyer. Uh, he'll you'll love that show too. That one, um, they've kind of been splitting some of it up. Um, like uh, he split off some of the political talk into a, a, a conservative uh, podcast called Free For All. Um, I enjoy listening to that um, because I'm a conservative mostly. But if, even if you're not a conservative, I would give it a listen uh, just to kind of hear uh, what normal, I would say normal conservatives uh, think. Uh, ones that aren't like Ben Shapiro and so on and so forth. Um, that's as political as we're going to get on that show. Um, but uh, listen to J- to Chewing the Fat if you're not into the p- politics, and uh, you'll enjoy that. So, all right. So let's go ahead into the break, and we will be back with the major awards for 1989. Hello and welcome back. And that little bit of music there was from Ninja Gaiden, uh, one of the top-selling video games of 1989. So, let's talk about some of the major awards here in the United States here. Um, If there are any, there we go. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, December 1989. Game of the Year for the Sega Genesis, Ghouls and Ghosts. Also the Genesis Game of the Year. The Sega Master System Game of the Year was Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. 
Nintendo game of the year was Ninja Gaiden, which we just talked about last segment. Turbo Graphics game of the year was Legendary Axe, the Legendary Axe on a Turbo Graphics 16. Wish I had that system. It's one of those systems I'm gonna have to see if I can't get a hold of uh, someday. The best hardware in 1989 was the Sega Genesis. The most challenging video game of 1989 was Fantasy Star from the Sega Ma- on the Sega Master System. The best graphics was Ghouls and Ghosts from the Sega Genesis. The best music of sound was Fighting Street on the Turbo Graphics CD. Developer, the best developer software house was Sega, Konami, Acclaim, Sunsoft, and Tecmo. Uh, best houses of the year. The best character or hero of video games in 1989 was Mega Man in Mega Man number two. And Mega Man 2 and Ghouls and Ghosts were the best sequels. The best RPG on the NES was Ultima 3 Exodus. The best sports games in 1989 were World Class Baseball, Tommy Lasorda Baseball, and Baseball Simulator. This is one. It's 1,000 or 1.0? 1.0, it looks like. I don't know. It looks like a Japanese video game, but they did release it here in the States. Quite popular game, I guess. Uh... The best video game controller, this is one I do not even remember, uh, is the Joy-Card Semsu SSS for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Looks like some of the first early attempts of VR. The coolest boss best group was Loki in Ghouls and Ghosts and Jagu in The Legendary Axe. The best movie to video game was Batman the Video Game. And the best ending in a video game was Ninja Gaiden. Alright. Alright. That's all from Electronic Gaming Monthly. Video Games and Computer Entertainment Magazine. Game of the Year was The Legendary Axe and the TurboGrafx-16. And the Genesis Game of the Year was Thunder Force 2 on the Genesis. Uh, Computer Game, the best game, the Game of the Year was Populous. And the Arcade Game of the Year was Stunrunner. Turbo Graphics Game of the Year was, uh, again, The Legendary Axe. It's the same for the uh, video games in a computer entertainment magazine. Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts was the best coin-op conversion on the Genesis. Arkanoid on computer systems was the best coin-op conversion. And the best hard, er, best multiplayer game on the arc, in the arcade was Crime Fighters. The best graphics for... Video games and computer entertainment magazine was Thunder Force 2 on the Genesis, and I also had the best music and sound. Uh, and the computer, I never heard of this, David Wolf, uh, which was an interactive movie published by Dime Dynamics in 1989 uh, on the computer. Okay. Uh, original, special, or innovative video games uh, The Boy and His Blob on the NES. Star Saga 1 on computer. The Escape from the Planet of the Robot Monsters on arcade. The best action combat arcade style game was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. Hostage on computer. 
and Hostage was a tactical shooter video game for uh, various computer systems, and Dynamite Duke in the arcade. The best adventure or fantasy game on the NES was Zelda II The Adventure of Link, and on computers it was Manhunter uh, in uh, Manhunter New York on the computers. The best simulation game on the TurboGrafx-16 was Alien Crush and Vet on the computer. The best sports game uh, for video game and computer entertainment magazine was Tomlin's Sword of Baseball and the Sega Genesis, Zany Golf on the computer, and Cyberball on the arcade, which is one of my favorite video games. Um, the best driving simulator in the arcade was Hard Driving. The best flying game was Metal Hawk. These are arcade games. Best strategy and boy game, uh, strategy slash war game was The Boy and His Blob on the NES. And the best simulation was SimCity, uh, which that's, that's a game that we're going to have to do a, a deeper dive on. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. Uh, Mega Man 2 uh, on the NES uh, was the best action strategy game. And Lords of the Rising Sun was the best uh, action strategy game on computer. Right. Nintendo Power Awards. These are all games on the NES. Uh, Teenage, Mutant Ninja Tur- Min- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the game of the year. Uh, the, um, both on Nintendo um, Nintendo Game of the Year and just Game of the Year in general from the Nintendo, Nintendo Power. Tech Mobile was the best multiplayer game on the NES in 1989. Mega Man 2, the best play control. Uh, the best theme fun also was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Digigaiden was the most challenging video game on in 1989 from Nintendo Power. Mega Man 2 had the best graphics and music and sound on the NES. And the best character or hero was Link from Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Uh, Computer Entertainer Awards. Genesis Game of the Year was Ghouls and Ghosts. Master System Games of the Year was Spellcaster. Nintendo Game of the Year was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turbo Graphics Game of the Year was Dungeon Explorer. On the computer, computer entertainment programs of the year was Shadow of the Beast on the Amiga, Prince of Persia on Apple II, Pyrodrome on Atari ST, Windwalker on uh, the Commodore 64 slash Commodore 128, Budokan for DOS, and Cosmic Osmo for the Macintosh. The best graphics and best music and sound in the computer category for Computer Entertainer Awards was I lost where I was. Hold on a second. Shadow of the Beast on the Amiga. The original or special or innovative uh, category for Computer Entertainer Awards was Romance of the Three Kingdoms and Populous on the computer. Uh, Blood Money was the best action combat arcade style game on the computer. And the third Courier was the best adventure fantasy game on computer. Uh, The best uh, sports game of the year from Computer Entertainer Awards was Goal uh, on the NES. That was a 
looks like a soccer game. Tommy Lasorda Baseball on the Genesis. On computer, it was TV Sports Football on the Amiga. John Madden Football on the Apple. King of the Beach on C64. Graveyardage on MS-DOS and Playmaker Football on the Mac. Best Strategy War Game of the Year in 1989 was The Sands of Fire. Uh, critically acclaimed titles. Uh, let's see. Do we have any in the United States? I see the UK list. I see a whole bunch of different English language reviews for 1989. But let's go to the events. Uh, so we'll skip that. To the events. Consumer Electronics shows held in the Las Vegas Convention Center on January 7th through 10th. Nintendo announced that it would release 40 new NES titles through its licensees in 1989, while Sega announced 20 titles that include several translations of arcade games. Peripherals unveiled and demonstrated this event includes Broderbund's U-Force, Bishu's Zoomer, and Nintendo's PowerPad, and the next CES is held in Chicago in June. CSG, Imisoft, and Sony held regional Super Dodgeball contests in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City, Boston, and Seattle. Finalists from each region entered the Super Dodgeball World Cup in Seattle in, on October 27th through 28th, where the winners receive an assortment of Sony products as prizes. In August 1989, Capcom donates $50,000 worth of video game equipment and Capcom titles to the pediatric wards of California hospitals. Sega of America ends its Master System distribution deal with Tonka and appoints former Atari Corporation President Michael Katz as the new president in October of 1989. 1989 also brings launches from Konami, launched the Carnival Competition, which, which participants win a free Konami title from rub-off cards found in specially marked packages of Chips Ahoy and Oreo cookies. Konami also collaborates with Russell Purina to create a breakfast cereal based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. October 3rd, 1989, Nintendo and Fidelity Investments announced plans to jointly develop a home trading system for financial services. 1989, NEC also promotes TurboGrafx-16 with contests held in shopping centers in Los Angeles, Trumbull, Connecticut, Chicago, Wayne, New Jersey, Marlboro, Massachusetts, and Atlanta. The Los Angeles contest is won by 17-year-old Jim Hakola of Lakewood, California, who scored 220,080 points on the Blazing Lasers video game. Corey Sandler and Tom Badgett's Ultimate Unauthorized Nintendo Game Strategies, the first in Bantam Books Game Mastery Series, is released in November of 1989. PepsiCo awards over 4,000 Game Boy systems via an under-the-cap contest across a variety of Pepsi soft drinks. The Galaxy of Electronic Game Show, produced by Pinnacle Productions, opens at the San Jose Convention Center November 17th through the 19th of 1989. The show features a display of more than 300 computer and video games in the 2,500-square-foot area of arcade games. December 2nd, the world premiere of Universal Pictures film The Wizard, held at the Cineplex Odeon Theater in Universal City, California. The film, starring Fred Savage, Luke Edwards, Jenny Lewis, Christian Slater, and Bo Bridges, tells the story of two brothers who travel to a video game tournament. Uh, pretty good movie. Um, 
the kid that was kind of odd in that game. Hardware releases for 1989, August of August 29, 1989. NEC's PC Engine was released in North America as the TurboGrafx 16. October 11, 1989, Atari Corporation releases the Lynx handheld console with color and backlighting. One of the first uh, handhelds that ever had color. That was pretty cool. Uh, October 14th, the Mega Drive, otherwise known as the Sega Genesis, was released in North America. Uh, that's what we know it is the Sega Genesis here in the North America, and the rest of the world they called it the Mega Drive. In 1989, also brought the release of the very first Nintendo Game Boy, the pea green uh, LCD based game, was one of my favorite handhelds of the time. And Mattel also released the Power Glove controller for the NES console. I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. Had to play that clip from The Wizard. <laughs> the Power Glove was featured in the movie The Wizard, um, if you don't know. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the game releases in 1989. February 1989, Atari Games releases a hard drive and arcade game with field polygon 3D graphics, physics simulation, and force feedback steering wheel. March 21st, Sega releases Fantasy Star 2, a landmark title for the role-playing video game genre. April 21st, 1989, Nintendo releases Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, including Princess Daisy and er, introducing Princess Daisy to the Mario series. May 1989, Sega releases Golden Axe, the first game in the Golden Axe series. Now, May 12, 1989, Konami releases Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES, one of the first video games based on the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series being released after the show's second season. June 5, 1989, Bullfrog releases Populous, one of the first commercially successful GOG games on, um, I believe it was on MS-DOS. Uh, June 1989, Lucasfilm Games releases the puzzle game Pipe Mania, which lives on in other titles as a visual representation of computer or security system hacking. July 11, 1989, Capcom releases Mega Man 2 in more countries, including the U.S. July 27, 1989, Nintendo releases Mother in Japan, the first of a trilogy of role-playing games produced by celebrity writer Shigesato Itoi. In, the, in August 1989, Nintendo of America introduces Enix's Dragon Warrior franchise to the North America, American market. August 27, 1989, Nintendo releases the Zelda Game & Watch. Game & Watch series, uh, handheld games were uh, re basically uh, a dual-screen uh, handheld LCD game. Uh, kind of the inspiration for the Nintendo DS in some ways. September 1989, Atari Games releases Stun Runner in the arcades, a 3D polygonal uh, video combat racing game. September 14, 1989, Capcom releases DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> I had to do that. For the NES, based on a Disney animated TV series of the same name. October 3, 1989, Broderbond releases Prince of Persia for the declining Apple II, having been developed in development since 1985. Ports to other systems include or turn the game into a hit. Um, on October 3rd, 1989, Maxis releases Will Wright's SimCity, 
the first of the Sim games, and a revolutionary real-time software toy. December 6, 1989, Strategic Studies Group releases Warlords, which is one of the first fantasy-turn-based strategy games. December 15, 1989, Hudson Soft releases Bonk's Adventure, including introducing the TurboGrafx-16 mascot and starting the Bonk franchise. December 15, 1989, Tecmo releases Bad News Baseball in Japan. The U.S. release did not happen until January 1990. December 15, 1989, Technosoft releases Herzog's Way for the Mega Drive in Japan and laying the foundations for real the real-time strategy genre. And December 22nd, 1989, Konami releases Castlevania 3, Dragon's Curse, the third and final game from the series for the NES. Uh, Tengen releases the unlicensed version of the Tetris video game, which is recalled after Nintendo sues Tengen. West Cherry writes Solitaire, and Robert Donner writes Minesweaver, which are bundled with Microsoft Windows, starting from version 3. Psygnosis releases a platformer, Shadow of the Beast, demonstrating the capabilities of Amiga and the Amiga system and helping sales of computer of the computer. <laughs> Sega releases Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap in 1989. Spectrum Hall Vet for the PC and Macintosh features a 3D flat shaded rendition of San Francisco. 360 Pacific releases the video game the computer war game Harpoon. And Atari Corporation supports the aging Atari 2600 with a new batch of cartridges including Secret Quest. Business events from 1989. Hasbro Inc. acquires the elements of the Coleco Industries. You know, so basically they bought Coleco. Uh, Trinity Acquisition Corporation founded uh, in 1989. It was renamed THQ in 1989 or 1990. Nintendo withdraws from the Japanese amusement manufacturer. Or excuse me, I cannot talk today. Nintendo withdraws from the Japanese Amusement Machinery Manufacturers Association, JAMA, on February 28, 1989. Nintendo of America versus Tengen. Nintendo sues Tengen over the Tetris video game copyrights. Tengen loses and recalls all Tetris games. In November, Nintendo sues... Uh, uh, hold on a second. In November, Nintendo sues Tengen over production of unlicensed video games. Tengen loses. It's the same thing. Oh. Uh, Sometimes Wikipedia authors are nuts. <laughs> Nintendo versus Comerica. Nintendo sues Comerica over patent violations of the Game Genie for the NES console. Comerica wins the suit. In 1989, the last business thing in 1989, U.S. publisher or U.K. publisher Martech goes out of business. So that was the year 1989 in video games. Uh, so that ends the decade, uh, the wonderful decade, the golden decade of the 80s uh, for video games. And this show is completely about video games in 1980, the decade 1980. So um, so a couple updates here. Uh, I do have some additions to the 80s arcade studio. I just bought some lenticular uh, uh like wall hangings, one, one actually two Pac-Man ones, a large one and a small one, and the other one is a Galaxian one. They're gonna get hung in the arcade. Hopefully, uh, 
in a few weeks I'll have everything as I want it here in the office slash arcade studio uh, and uh, I can uh, post a picture on Facebook. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. We'll talk to you next week with the topic I'm still thinking about. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. God bless.